So to anybody listening, you're going through some shit. I need you to find some gratitude in it because you're still here. It could be worse. And the more gratitude you find in things, even in the most negative, ends up being the change and the thing that you need to get to that next level. Conquer your life, motivation, keep it moving. Uh, all about improving. This is a movement. Conquer your life, uh, ain't no going backwards. Time to overcome your challenges with Tristan Mathers. Aiming to see the success. Time to start living your best. Positive changes, they creating a ripple effect. Mind, body, spirit. We are currently in Arizona. Uh, all on a similar mission of personal growth. Uh, we're here uh, for an Andy Elliott event, ex Ryan Stuman, and uh, we're hosting a little get together here at, the, at this Airbnb. And I've gotten to know these two guys I've never met in my entire life. And as we're sitting here talking, the guy behind the, the camera here in the audio said, Dude, we got to get this on the podcast. Some amazing things are about to happen. So uh, we're just going to dive right in. These guys, yeah. we're all on a similar mission and journey. and have uh, some awesome insights to share with whoever is watching and listening on uh, just getting through things in your life and certain life lessons that you could take from this and some golden nuggets. So we're going to dive right in. It's nice to, nice Love to that. meet you, brother. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, obviously, y'all know me, Tristan Mathers, but... Yeah, my name's Ryan Jeffords. I'm from South Carolina, Charleston. I'm Casey Stopa. I'm from uh, Fairfield, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we got this podcast started, we were all talking about our past and kind of what we've went through and how it shaped us into who we are today. And God was a very, very, very mm -hmm. important topic on that. Um, earlier, we gave homie here uh, uh, some, some claps because he's been sober for how long? Uh, about two years and four months. Two years and four months. I'm, wow. I'm going to be sober now for, uh, I'll be a sober a year in February. Nice. Wow. Congrats, yep. bro. That's good, man. Thank you. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, you said that you don't you don't even drink anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's been an ongoing it's been like a slow decline, you know. Like a I don't I, I don't know if I can give you an exact date, but it it will be eventually nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. What do you think, what kinda of got you there? Like what why did you why did you stop? Um, dude, on my journey, man, when when my journey first started I've realized that man the journey when it when it begins dude all alcohol does slow you down but the only ones who get on this journey which i'm sure that y'all probably could resonate only really understand that you know yeah. what i'm saying and all it does is is hide shit mash shit and slow you down of where you want to go and your goals man it's and I, poison I, yeah dude and you know learning more about nutrition more about the body god mm -hmm. Dude, it, it's it's so bad for you, man. You, mm -hmm. you start living a fake life. I'm sure you can agree. And hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And uh, I would love to hear your story. Why why you or how you became sober and what led you to that point? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I mean, I guess to kind of take it back a little bit, you know, uh, when I started drinking, I was probably like, you know, fourteen, thirteen, um, and you know, it was just wow, young. Yeah, I was pretty young. Wow. You know, it, was, it, was in, it was in high school, and, um, you know, at first it was fun, right, just just the party and stuff, but I was always kind of like that blackout drinker, right? I mm -hmm. took it a little bit too far, but it wasn't a big deal, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because that's yeah. kind of what we all did. It was fun. It was like mm -hmm. competition. It's not like you're going to get in trouble because you were exactly. young enough that you, yeah. you weren't going to do some crazy shit. Were your shit. parents cool with it? Uh, with the drinking? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean they they they, they knew it. about it, right? Yeah, like, they didn't care. You know, they they like kind of the, yeah, exactly. Cool parents. Yeah, or they're cool for sure. So, um, but I mean, it, listen, I started getting a little bit of trouble with it. You know, I started getting pretty angry when I drank. Um, you know, I got arrested a couple times in high school. Oh um, wow! Yeah, one time was actually for, I, I was fighting a lot, right? So it was it was mm-hmm. an assault charge, assault on a police officer, right? Which was not good. I was 17 years old. Um, so I just knew that, you know, alcohol was kind of like the, my, like the bane of my existence. Right. Um, so once I got out of high school, graduated, I was like 18. I got my first DUI. Mm. Um, you know, I got one when I was 18. You got one really? when you were 18. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. It's pretty crazy to talk about this on camera. Um, yeah. So, you know, 18 got my first DUI, 21 got my second one. Um, mm. And then I started to realize, like, all right, this is kind of a problem, right? I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I was basically, you know, I, I no self-confidence, like, completely super insecure, could barely look people in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, Same I way. just hated yeah, myself, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And, um, and, you know, I was like, something's, something's got to change. You know, I got to mm-hmm. figure something out with my life here. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, same, same thing, Same with man. you? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I was just, you know, so I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. And, um, you know, at at 23, or no, 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 at, I'm sorry, 21, I got my real estate license, right? Um, you know, at the time, I was, like, delivering pizza and, um, like, delivering pizza and just doing random shit, but, you know, had no life goals or anything, and I fell into real estate and, um, you know, Basically, through real estate, I met my mentor, mm. right, who also has a story and was sober, right? Mm. So when I met him and realized that he was successful um, and he was sober and had a drinking problem, like, I, I was like, wow, I can be successful. You know, before mm. then, I didn't think that, mm. like, I thought you had to you be like a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? or like, you, you don't yeah. really, you're not really told ever that you can do things outside of that because they want to completely hide exactly being exactly. successful <clears throat> and financially free through entrepreneurship 100%. or selling like something right? when i was yeah. talking about that darkness before when you're in that darkness yeah. right you're in there yeah you can't see a light no. all you know is like your your life sucks and you're depressed <clears throat> and you're everything's going down the drain and it's and if you're not taught that if you don't have good parents father figures or mentors yeah. who can show you that, then you got one, and then you saw it, right? Then, exactly. then you're like, holy fuck, yeah. that journey just started. 100%. Am I right? Yeah, 100%. And I want to ask a question. I didn't yeah. mean to get too far, but no. I remember when you said, I was just curious, if, um, where do you think that anger came from? You know, you say you get angry when you drink. Where, where, where did that come from? Um, the anger came from, you know, just I think a lot of stuff that was going on at home, um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So. I, that's mostly where the anger came from, yeah. honestly. Okay, yeah. I get that. I, I was uh, I was super angry too. Yeah, I started. Oh, me too. Yeah. <clears throat> I started drinking in the seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. I uh, I found out that my mom and dad, when before they had me, I was in her womb. That the pastor at the time told her to have an abortion with me. What? Yes. So I found that out at twelve. In seventh grade and I was like fuck this God isn't real yeah yeah, yeah so that kind of led me down a path of hanging out with a bunch of people I probably shouldn't have right I say that mm-hmm. but it shaped me to in, who I am today yeah um, 
now I know it was absolutely necessary. Uh, but I just, I just wanted to share that, man. Like yeah. I, I know what you guys are talking about. Like that is necessary, dude. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. What um. I'm curious, what what were your parents like? If you don't mind asking. Yeah, dude. So I had a very loving mother, for sure. Still do have a loving mother. My dad was a stonemason. He laid brick and stuff like that. Um, he wasn't really ever home. He's mm. working his ass off all the damn time doing this hard labor that then he'd come home and there was no hanging out with your son. Yeah. It was just like, get home, watch football, drink, go to sleep, repeat. I wonder why that was. It's because he was just lost. Mm. I mean, his dad did the similar thing. He was a crane operator. And uh, I didn't I didn't necessarily want that. You know, when I started drinking and smoking and doing all these things early on, I wasn't doing it to numb anything. Mm-hmm. I was legitimately doing it because I said, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Right? And also at this time, too, you guys, obviously I'm a smaller build, but freshman year I was a, I was a little small little shit, man. Like I was 80 pounds, 4 foot 8 freshman year wow yeah so i was i was literally that kid that got put in lockers and trash cans like in the movies getting picked up by my head by seniors me smacking them in the head and it not hurting because i have little baby arms yeah um but that's when i really started drinking and doing more stuff because i wanted to be seen i wanted to be somebody i wanted to be cool i was too small Mm. to be popular you know, I was too small to make a difference. Nobody would take me seriously. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to be the party animal because that's what got me in the rooms. Yeah. You know, that's wow. what got me to the parties. You know, freshman year, I almost yeah. died of uh, alcohol poisoning because I was at a college party doing backflips off the tables and fucking yeah. drinking like crazy, dude, and fucking puked all over people. It was bad news, but that's who I was. <laughs> I was like, like Steve-O. Off a of jackass yeah. <laughs> throughout yeah. high school. Can I can you, see it, dude. Can, I can see it. Can like, you guys relate to that? Yeah. Oh, my. Well, that's crazy you say that because y'all, I know y'all definitely can. And I'm telling you right now, I can. Like, <laughs> I, I, um, dude, I started young. My, my parents at the time I thought were the cool parents, right? So I'll just say, um, I had a loving mom. I think she, I think she tried her best. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't think she was really the best mom, but she tried her best of what she knew how to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad was a major, major drunk. Um, and he, my dad got mad as hell when he got drunk, dude. He yeah. would come home and just be angry. I mean, he would do things like, I don't know, like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, he would, he would do weird stuff, like come home and like call me downstairs. I would be like eight years old and make me like punch his hands but he would do it so like aggressively and like yell in my face and like point in my face and stuff but um anyways but to skip a lot of stuff you know yeah i started drinking 15 so maybe a little after a little after you guys mm-hmm. but uh, but dude right into it you know like i think my 16th birthday my parents bought me a keg for my birthday. Sixteen? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Like my parents yeah. let me drink and yeah, my parents, threw a huge party. My parents had no idea. Oh, uh, my parents used to throw me parties. Like 16, 17, we had a lake house. My had a we like I'm talking what's that movie? Uh American Pie, like the lake house. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like the the I'm serious, I had that. Like I yeah. have photos and videos, yeah, like two three story house on the lake. You were you were living just at the time. You probably were pump, like, I'm like fucking having fun. Off upside down, off the second balcony, doing a keg stand, yeah, all that. Yeah, but yeah, I did that. But 
at the time I didn't I didn't think like you said I didn't mm -hmm. think I was masking anything I just was like fitting in it's like what everyone did yep and exactly. I have an older sister she did that I learned mm -hmm. from her yeah you know she uh, she threw parties and that's what brought this whole conversation up for everybody listening yeah. is that homie here came downstairs we're getting to know him and talking and talking about what he does he said he's a he's he's a life coach you know in South Carolina yeah right mm -hmm. and uh, I was really just asking him questions on his why and why like just why he does what he does man and he said there's so many people that are depressed and are living for the weekend and getting drunk and fucked up and they have no yeah. idea what success and passion is yeah and that's what led us here man absolutely so, literally thank you yeah. for being here because this is amazing thank for, you yeah for everybody listening <clears throat> the majority of this world is full of depressed sad people that don't know themselves and yeah. if that is you i know the, the next part of this this podcast is going to be how we overcame that and how we used our past to turn us into the men that we yeah. are today yeah i want you to really pay attention because i mean god's at work within us and all you have to do is make a choice to choose God to help you through these tough times. And if we can be uh, that, that, that leader for you to start that process is what we're going to do. So <clears throat> to kind of go back on that, man, obviously we've kind of shared a, a similar uh, life experience of us, you know, dealing with substance abuse and it taking control of our lives and then <clears throat> made a decision to change. Mm -hmm. Why did you change? Oh, dude, I don't even know where to begin, like where to start my journey, but that's such a good question. I, um, I've been through like a decade of shit, I would say. I, f I felt like for a while, but, um, I don't really know when I changed. Like a lot of things happened, like where I was getting really good and then it went back down, right? And then mm -hmm. I was getting really good and then it went back down again. And um, but I would say mostly to really answer your question, mostly when I actually really when I actually figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, was when I when I recently about a year ago, year no like two years ago, I uh, went in this dark place and I got my you know me and my girl broke up and I went on this journey of seeking God. Mm -hmm. And uh, that right there, just, I didn't know anything about it. So my whole thing on God was I never grew up going to church. Didn't know anything about it. Didn't know, but I always like always would talk to that higher power, like what you're talking mm -hmm. about, right? Like you're always like talking to that, to the universe, yeah. but then you don't know. But why is that? Yeah. And it's like, if you really dive into that and just search it, all you have to do is search it, mm -hmm. right? And, and show up, speak out there. And things start happening, dude. I don't know about you guys. I'm interested to see what y'all have to say. But it started happening to me. And uh, things started happening, dude. Like, I can't really pinpoint the specific bad thing Is that it recently? happened to me. I didn't say it was a bad thing, but like a pivotal moment. Um, like, like, how long recently? It sounds like it's recently, right? That yeah. You made this decision? Yeah. Um, for God? Yeah. Um, I mean, from that, I mean, it's led you here. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
it's weird because it's it's almost like two different things come into one. That's why it's hard for me to even talk about this because my journey for helping people and why I changed in there was different. And then God kind of came in together at one time. Okay. So that's why I'm like... So it's almost yeah. like you made a decision to yeah. help people? Like yeah. you were sick of... That's been the longest journey, the change right there. Okay. Um, and then as you made that decision, God showed up. Yes. Was there like a white light moment or was it just like kind of gradually... I would say together, gradually. Like, like God shots? Like yeah, but I would say them. most recently I've been having those shots recently. Yeah. Like those bigger ones. How recently? Uh, like really recent, dude. Like, like within two weeks. Dude, I've been, yeah, like I've been, yeah. Like I just, I've been getting involved in the church. Like I've been in this alpha group that you go in, you go in like every Monday, you have dinner, you talk, and then you go into small groups, kind of like something like this, but you just talk. Mm-hmm. Talk about life, talk about God. And when every Monday, you know, I go to Bible study every Wednesday and another, it's a men's group, and it's called the Band of Brothers. Just put myself in that situation, right, learning. Mm-hmm. I don't think going to church is really going to solve everything or get your answers. I think you have to search for it. Like, you have to learn. you got to learn how to read the Bible, yeah. learn what other people think. Like, when you read it, what is he saying? And then you get everyone's opinion on what they're saying. That helped out a lot, dude, a lot. Um, Would... Uh... So what I tell people is like you can go to church, right? And you can you could be the best church person ever. Mm-hmm. You could be the best Bible reader ever, but does that matter if you don't have a relationship with God? Yes, exactly. That's what I've learned in my journey is having that relationship and just knowing. I ha- mm-hmm. I haven't read much of the Bible. I haven't went to church a lot. I've been going a lot more recently. Yeah, you know. But I had to make a decision to choose God. Mm-hmm first you know and you said six months ago you made a decision to find god and dedicate your life like what happened man yeah so um you know through my sobriety journey um you know i was in a lot of dark places you know and and finally like two and a half years ago i was sick and tired of being sick and tired so i finally gave my life over to basically the program of aa Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that was that was my higher power. AA, Right. So I did the steps. I went through it and everything like that. And, um, you know, I still, you know, in sobriety, it's like, you know, you take away the alcohol and the drugs, but you still got you, you still got the 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 thinking problem. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they say they say, right, alcoholism. Right. It's not a drinking problem. It's a thinking problem. Alcohol and drugs are the solution. Right. So mm. like I still was getting the, the highs and the lows, you know what I mean? Like anxiety, depression. Right. And it was just getting worse and worse. Mm. Were you say? would you more say you have like a hole in you, like something missing? Is that what you're saying? What is this thinking problem? Yeah. Like it's just like, you know, it, it's just with with alcoholism. Right. It's like, you know, you just you you obsess. Right. And yeah. you're like a control freak. Mm-hmm. Right. So like basically, you know, there's no peace there. No. Right. And it's like the only way to get peace is, you know, to have a higher power. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and I my higher power was in AA, but that started to kind of not, I guess, not work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I didn't know who my higher power was. Right. So I was like, you know, basically like I had friends that started going to church and, you know, my dad's been going to church for a while. So. I was just like, you know what, like, maybe I'll give this a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
I went to um, I went to a Catholic church for the first time, you know, and I was like, okay, like I kind of get this, right? I wasn't really feeling it, and then, uh, but I was like, I'm gonna keep going, you know, um, and I kept going, and um, you know, one morning I woke up and um, and I was like obsessing, right? Because I wanted to move. I was gonna move to New York, and I was obsessing over moving to New York, and like it was like this thing that was in my head, and I go to church. I go to this like Christian church, and the pastor literally, first of all, he, he tells this story about the rich man versus Lazarus in the Bible, which I really connected with, so I felt like he was talking to me. And then he literally goes, says, I have the recording in my phone, he goes, and you want to move to the city for a year to gain all these possessions, and basically told me not to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. praise and God. It, it, yeah. was, it was <laughs> insane, and that's what like got me to really be like, all right, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because it was insane. You know, it was like, I had never been to like a Christian church like that. And this was my first time going and I get that answer yeah. mm-hmm. that I was asking for. Since then, six months ago, how much has your life changed? A good amount, man. I mean, I've just been like, you know, I've, I've been really into it. You know, I, I think I, I have been a, like a lot more peaceful. Um, you know, it's been it's been good, man. Like I see good things on the horizon, hmm. for sure. So when you said before you had that thinking problem or something was missing, what has that changed since then? I mean, I have. I think I I have God to fill that God-sized hole. Do you think like that has changed? Like has gotten better? Yeah, a hundred percent. Really? Okay. A hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. I feel you there, man. Yeah. As soon as I said, God, okay, I see you. I haven't told you guys my story yet, but when I came to God, dude, I was in the shower. Straight up, butt-ass naked in the shower. Mm-hmm. And the, like a week prior, my fiance made, like, pretty much made me go to church with her because I was like, nope, not going to church. From, so from 12 to like 21 years old, I didn't believe in God really, and I said, I'm not going to church, not doing any of this. It's not real. <clears throat> and... We go to church, and it was kind of cool, right? And I was kind of getting these little nuggets. But then I went in the shower one day, and I was, like, putting together some thoughts. I was like, if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. But even though that was a bad time, that got me through this. And because I got through this, it's this. I was like, oh, my gosh, I started seeing this journey unfold. And I was like, holy shit, that's not by accident. Everything fucking happened for a reason. And I'm not shitting you. I got, like, dropped to my knees in the shower. And I started bawling. And it's like I heard God like wow. thunder. It was like thunder. Like pretty much like surrender, my dude. I've been trying to come get you for yeah. a while. Just let go. Mm-hmm. I got you, my son. And I did, dude. And since then, life has just been an amazing yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. An amazing That's, roller coaster. That was perfectly said. And that kind of just hit me when you asked me like what was my moment. I don't know if I had a moment like that, but something I've, I've recently completely changed my brain recently. Like a rewiring? Yeah. Where I've realized, like, like you said, this happened in this. And then I could, I could say all the things that happened in my life and how bad and all the shit things and that happened. But now that I look at like now you talk to me right now, Mm -hmm. I would never say that they were shit. Like, I would never say that they were bad. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they might have been tough at that time, and I was going through a bad time, and I was 
struggling, but like I realize how strong I am now and the person and how much I can help people and like how like I don't know how to say this in the most humblest way like I'm I'm ahead of a lot of people in a very humble way because like I say when I see all these people who are struggling man they're lost they're mm -hmm. in that thing that we were talking about they just don't know but I but everything I went through was positive mm -hmm. in a positive way and I look at that and like all that peace like that peace came over me and I don't like it, and I relate that to that's God. Like, yeah. that was what, that, to that, relate to what you're saying. That peace that came over you is yeah. you realizing your purpose. Yeah, yes. And it's been so great ever since then. Like, I don't, it's like, I, I feel like I just very rarely stress out anymore, ever. Yep. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys a little story real quick. Yeah. So I told you all that was a crazy fucking drinking party animal uh -huh. in high school. <laughs> From 17 to 19, I finally found a girl that I thought I was going to marry. Her name was Milena, and she was six foot tall. I'm five six. Right? No way. So, anyways, like throughout high school, it was really hard for me to get a fucking a girlfriend. Yep. So I ended up finally getting a girlfriend, uh -huh. and uh, it, it it was a journey. But at at 19, she the same day she cheated on me mm. in college. It was the same day I found out one of my best friends passed away in a motorcycle accident. She Mm. That's terrible, bro. Yeah. That's a tough day right there. Yeah. That'll that'll change a man. Oh, for right sure. Right there. That was my point that I that I was asking you guys. Like that was mine. And after that, you know, like I was already drinking and smoking and being an idiot, but then I like super okay. multiplied that sucker cuz I didn't know what to do. Parents didn't know what to do. All they could really say is, "Oh, wow. I'm sorry." That you went through that. Like, what do you want me to do? I don't fucking know. I just play Fortnite, get high, and drink. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> hang out with idiots, right? And then uh, then the second month, right, as I'm going through this, I'm living at my dad's house, and I, I get a knock on the door, and my neighbor, I grew up with his son, he stops by crying, and I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, what's happening? What can I do? And he said, Dalton passed away last night. In a motorcycle accident, I, I, he didn't have many friends besides you. I need you to be his casket bearer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So at that moment, man, that's, I told you that I wasn't a believer in God. And at that moment, I was, I was like pretty much cursing God. I was like, God, like, how yeah. can you? Yeah. How dare you put us through this? How dare, like, you're not real. You're obviously not real. All the stuff you're putting mm -hmm. us through, it's not real, man. It's, it's not happening. So I just pretty much gave middle fingers to God and said, whatever, like, stop this. I'm just going to have people die every month now, huh? Dude, I feel like that's very common. Right. Like a lot of people, I did that. But check this shit out. I started finally getting a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Started working out with my dad, not working out, working with my dad, being a stonemason, kind of getting my money back up. I've spent all my savings by now, completely broke. Didn't know what the fuck else to do. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to get to the gym, start hanging out with friends again and whatnot. And after the gym one day, I, I hit a big-ass big bong rip. And I'm just hanging out in my room, and I get a call from one of my best friends. And he said, Tristan, Jake just died. Wow. Month three. That was in three months? Three months. No way. Jake just died. At the time, Jake was like a brother to me. You know? Wow. Yeah. So, 
if you just imagine the emotional roller coaster that I was going through at that time, right? Mm -hmm. And th within three months, yeah. After the th after Jake passed away, I had no more tears to cry. I was a completely changed man. You went dark. No, actually, I kind of like I, I I flipped after the third month because I heard God for the first time. I didn't know it until I dropped down on my knees in the shower, like what I told you about. But I. How long ago? So when that so happened. So 19 to 21. Yeah. Okay. So at 19, after my third friend passed away. Yeah. I heard God's voice for the first time saying, I am here. I am real. I know that you are going through this. But now you have a choice to live the life that your friends can't. Now you have a story yeah. to tell others of getting through these battles and these mm -hmm. challenges and sharing your experience to change their lives. Mm -hmm. We can all right. talk about all the bads, right? Yep. But where we can meet people is in their most weakest spot. Yeah. And meet them. I've been there, homie. Mm -hmm. Trust me. It sucked. But I got you. Yeah. Right? But then after that, dude, like, my life started changing. You know, I started... Uh, you know, I, I started getting into sales. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur growing up, but I got lost, you know, in the drugs and the alcohol and stuff. I really didn't know. I was a lost young kid, really. I was a late bloomer. Um, but yeah, man, that was that was my switch, dude. For, so from 19 to 21, I still drank and did things, but like my, I was mentally completely different. I understand. I understood emotions. I felt like every single emotion possible wow. multiplied at that point. That's so interesting. But now I have the emotional capacity and the knowledge of it, no matter how old you are. I have people, I've had people, like let's just say double my age, like 40, 50 years old, tell me, oh, you haven't lived enough life. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so glad you just said yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy to think about, but Doesn't most matter. people at 40, 50 don't even go through what I even know. I went through, through yeah. right? I know. Like, exactly. Who are you to tell me, homie? But I, it, it's a good thing, right? Because if thank you, you for saying that. Yeah, man. it's a good thing, right, dude? I love this guy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> great. This is great. It's a it's a good thing though, because as if I start talking to those people and and they hear my sincerity and my authenticity, they know I'm not bullshitting, and I can yeah. look them in the eyes and know they haven't been through it. So yeah. I have to give them grace. Yep. There's a little saying about um, well, not saying it's true. People who experience trauma. Mm -hmm. Something happens with those people, they, their brain changes. I don't know the chemical levels of it and stuff, where you can feel people and see people differently than other people. I can look people. in your eyes yeah. right now, yeah. and yours, yeah. and both just see something similar. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then you see those kind of other people. If you notice with those other people, ones that are kind of like lived a good life or happy, like don't really like know what bad shit is, they don't mm -hmm. get it. Like they don't yeah. see stuff. They're they blind. Mm -hmm. And then they're like oblivious to bad stuff, you know? Exactly. But we, the ones who have, they see it, dude. You can feel shit. Mm -hmm. And it's proven. It's, it's a proven thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got, a, I got an interesting topic I like to hear what you guys think about, right? I feel as if what all three of us went through was an example of God putting us through a rite of passage. Yeah. Do you know what a rite of passage is? Do you? I don't think so. Explain it. Yeah. 
So back in the day, men, and women had different rites of passages, but especially men. Let's just, let's just talk about like an African tribe, for instance, even nowadays. When a man become, when, when a boy becomes a man is when they hit puberty. Even if you're, let's just say you hit puberty at 15 years old, you finally start growing some hair on your nose, right? <laughs> yeah. They put you through a rite of passage, like let's just say a fight with another tribesman about the yeah. same age, putting you through some really hard shit to say that once you get past it, you are now a man and the whole village notices you as a man and a warrior. There's too many men nowadays. Yeah. There's no rite of passage no yeah. more, dog. Like, have you guys yeah. seen Sparta, like 300? Yeah. yeah. Yes. What happened to King Leonidas, dog? He had to go <sighs> kill that big-ass wolf and yep. come back with its head and say, I'm the king, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows him as the king because he went through that rite of passage. We don't have one. Yeah. We just go through the motions and say, here's a job. Don't figure out yourself. You're never told you're a man, actually. Yeah. I became a man after that. That, that mm. was my rite of passage. Mm. You became a man when you became sober. Yeah. And you went through that shit, dog. Like, you are you became who you needed to become. 100%. And so did you. And we're missing that in today's side. Yeah. That's why there's depression. If you if a man doesn't yeah. have a purpose... Purpose is what yeah, I was going to say. The, if a man go. doesn't have people respecting him being a man... Mm -hmm. It's fucked. It, spot on. Yeah. Spot on, dude. It's fucked. And that's why we're here. And then let's just add on top of the fucking testosterone decrease that's forced. Yeah. Right? It's all, it's all meant to throw the whole entire biochemistry of us humans in a loop. Because we're meant to be a giver to a woman. I mean, yeah. it's pretty obvious. Yep. We, we give some, some shit. Yeah. Right? They're the, obviously the receivers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you're right. It's, there's, it's true. There, there's it's feminine true. and masculine energy, yeah. and it's being flipped on their motherfucking yeah. head, dude. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I now can go back and say I am grateful that my friends passed away. A lot of people be like, well, "Fuck, what? You're you're grateful? Yeah, I am. It's not going to change that they're not here, but because of that, I've been able to change lives." Because of that, I've been able to wake up. So to anybody listening, you're going through some shit. I need you to find some gratitude in it. Because you're still here. It could be worse. And the more gratitude you find in things, even in the most negative, ends up being the change and the thing that you need to get to that next level. Wouldn't you all agree? Yeah. Completely agree. I actually got some things I'd like to say because when you... When you when you said all that just now, it really hit me why, how I can answer your question. When did that change? Uh, I know it now because I didn't fully understand the question at the time, like when, but, um, so I'd like to share, Yeah. but, and I can resonate. Remember when I said I can almost resonate with anybody with stuff they've gone through. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say both two things on both of y'all, but so similar with what you went through, what changed me was uh, really just completely split me down the middle, different person. Was, I would say when I grew up, I've always been like <sighs> a very happy, emotional kid. Like I was emotional. I mm -hmm. uh, wasn't like big or skinny. I wasn't like a bully, nothing, nothing like that. But I was always like happy, trying to do happy shit. Like always loved, like I loved deeply. Whoever 
was my friend, like if they weren't my friend anymore, it like struck me down hard. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I was like heartbroken. It was like, I lost man, a friend. I could be my friend. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, get straight to the point. There's a girl, uh, saying, you know, I thought I was gonna marry this girl. There was a girl that uh, in high school that was like the high school crush, dream girl, and I, and I ended up getting her. And there's a long story behind it, but. Um, I, she was like hanging out with her for a while and finally getting her. It took a lot of work. And um, she, at the time I was living alone, so I didn't tell you all this, but I lived alone when I was 15 years old. And I was going to school. My parents split and moved. And then when they both broke up, but then work was so bad. The 0809 phase when work was really bad and the economy was bad. Mm. They split, and then my mom moved away to go to my lake house far away to go work, and my dad didn't have work, so he they split, but then they both moved together to go work, and then they left me. I was by myself, and I was waking up and like going going to school on the that's bus crazy. by myself. Yeah, 15? that's pretty nuts. 15 years old. I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. And um, so at that time, I was having a lot of people over at, at my house. She was one of them. So um, she was getting in a lot of trouble at, in her home. She was like... Um, uh, like sneaking out a lot and so with that being said we we hooked up for the first time but we didn't like all we did was make out well the next day she got taken to it just was a coincidence the next day she got taken to boarding school because she was getting in trouble Mm. about a couple weeks later i got arrested and because i found i was living alone i was smoking weed in the house and because of that i had to move to my lake house Mm. I had no choice. I had to move with my mom. So that was a lot. I was getting to a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, you know, I was getting to a fight every year of high school, two fights in this new school that I'm up in. Um, and then while I, so while I'm doing this, I'm writing letters to this girl. Mm. We weren't dating and, uh, but, uh, we're writing love, like straight up love letters, bro. Like I'm talking like, seven eight nine ten pages of <laughs> letters back and forth like one whole thing mail it and uh so she finally graduates school she gets back and um fuck i gotta put this part in because i left a part out but so something really fucked up happened to me when we hooked up that night mm-hmm. that make out night i'm talking about the first time she had been hooking up with this dude in my um in the neighborhood. That's who she's been hooking up with for a while. Mm-hmm. I went to school the next day and she stayed. I live alone. I came home and found out that um, like she brought him over to my house and they were hanging out at my house because he lived in the same neighborhood as me. Damn, she was getting around, huh? Yeah. She oh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's messed up. I found out that like my, my food had been eaten. There was like a pot on the stove with like dried up <coughs> milk and cheese. Like they had. No respect. So yeah, I, I go. Zero. Oh, dude. Zero. Oh, God, I haven't even gotten started yet. So I go upstairs. I'm like, I knew she was here. I was like, whatever. And I go and I sit down in my bed. Like I sit down, right? And I kind of like move my pillow like this. And when I did, my pillow was stuck to my sheets. So she, she fucked the dude in my bed. And like, he like put the pillow down. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that happened. So anyway, so oh. back to what I was saying. Damn. Yeah, so right That's after that, up. she goes to boarding school, right? So she fucked she, you up, and you oh, didn't know? I haven't got there yet. That is oh, fucked up. I haven't up, even got there yet, bro. <laughs> okay, so, we're so, just getting So right there. after that, she, uh, which is all fine, right? Like, I'm good. So she, um, she goes to boarding school. Right after that, I split, and I go to, I have to move to Manning. This is where the town it was called. 
we're writing letters. She like writes me a sorry letter, right? All this stuff. And I forgive her because I was that person. I was that love person. Like I forgave. Mm. I loved everybody. Like I was just such a pushover, dude. I, I wasn't a man, I could, to be honest. I could feel where this is going. Yeah. So, exactly. And, um, dude, fast forward, she gets back. And um, I left out a part that when my mom started dating another dude. And that dude had a son, same age as me. So he was my stepbrother. Like I classified him as my stepbrother. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know him before, you know what I mean? So time goes by, she gets back, she comes, she comes back down to Charleston. She was in Virginia and I was still in Manning. She was down in Charleston. So we're like an hour and a half apart doing long distance. And dude, it's not even two, three months, like it's summer. Like it's like school's out, I'm transitioning to senior year. And, um, Long story short, dude, I ended up finding out that she was, like, cheating on me all summer long with my stepbrother. Oh. Yeah, yeah dude. She was bad, man. She, so that moment, that was the day that changed me. I that, changed to a different person. Dude. It fucked you up. That's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like, I, that nice, innocent pushover, like, take advantage of me, gone. That person was gone. Gone. Dead. See you later. Yeah, and I just turned into a mean, <clears throat> like, a mean person, dude. I didn't, uh, Yep. It changed me. Have you forgiven her? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I. You don't have any more resentment? It, it was hard. It's hard, yeah. dude. When you know, thinking I did for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, I hated her, and I still saw her around. Like, for, I mean, she. We live in the same town. You know. Yeah. I'm that a, was a decade ago. I'm. Uh, I'm grateful that you went through that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because you had to. Exactly. You had to, bro. Um, it fucking sucks. Like, yeah. me hearing that, I'm like, fuck. Oh, and I got I got even better. Just so I can resonate with you and you. So right after that, time went by, goes by. A year goes by. I come back to Charleston. I moved back home. And life was bad. This was the worst time of my life. And because of that, I, like, lost a bunch of friends. Like, me and her split. She had a, hooked up, started hooking up with a bunch of my other friends. I went to jail because I got into a fight, 18. I smashed this dude's windows out with a baseball bat. It was bad. I was, I was on drugs. I was taking yeah. Xanax and drinking. It was bad. Like, I was fighting a lot. Like, I, was, I don't know if I might not look like that person, but I was fighting a lot. And, I get um, it, bro. And then I got... Both so I, of you I, fucking I, don't. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Seriously. I'm telling you. I look at I both say, of you. I look at him and I wouldn't think it. I look at I, both I of y'all. I don't underestimate. Like... I'm sure he could fuck somebody up. Oh, for sure. But um, <laughs> he's sitting here like what? So I, I so I, I went to jail. I got out ex- exactly a week later. I got out. I got DUI. I was no eight, shit. 18 years old, dude. It was like all this stuff was happening, dude. It was damn. It was bad, man. So, Young. <clears throat> you ready for this shit? And I had nobody. But keep going. Yeah, really, really. I, I love this. I, I've, I haven't told this in a while. <laughs> this is, uh, I call this God's anvil. Think of both of you as a sword. It's the Bible. Yeah. Think of both of you as a sword mm-hmm. and you're broken. Your sword got broken. Mm-hmm. And God, to shape you back, into who you need to become, he's gonna put you on the anvil. He's gonna beat the shit. Yeah, out of you. Mm-hmm. he's gonna yeah, beat the shit a, out of the, you, <laughs> and he's gonna put you in the fire. Yeah. He's gonna put you back. He's gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah. He's gonna keep sharpening that that's iron. That's what it felt like. 
back in the water, in the fire. Is that what it felt like to you? Because dude, 100%. I used though. to think, I'd be like, dude, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. 100%. Like, I'm like, I'm losing this. Here's this All next the time. part, though. But then you <laughs> All get, the time. But then you get to the point <clears throat> that your sword is so fucking sharp because of mm. what God put you through on purpose. That you can cut through all the bullshit in your life. Yeah. That you can cut that, cut out the Anything. demons. You can cut out Anything. the bad habits. You can cut out all yeah. Yeah. of everything holding you back. Mm. It's on purpose. Yeah. We had to go through our own rite of passage. Yeah. Which sucked at the time, but now I bet you we could look back and be like, "Damn, like thank you. I needed it. Something was gonna fucking happen." Yeah. <clears throat> Most men nowadays they go through something like that. A lot of them they kill themselves. Yep. Yep. Or they're, they're, they're druggies, they're homeless, yeah. or they're just lost and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're not happy and they're hurting people, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. And, you know, yep. and that's that toxic masculinity thing. But more than anything, it's a man that yeah. just hasn't figured it out that needs some help. Like I'm, I'll make an example. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but <clears throat> a friend I know in Charleston, he's hurt. He had his, uh, his father committed suicide and kind of stuff, but all, but he's hurt, but he doesn't show it. I know he's hurt, but all he does is like cheat on all his girlfriends and like and he sleeps around. But inevitably, what is he doing? He's hurting other girls. Yeah. What are these girls going to go do? Go hurt other guys. And it's exactly. a chain reaction, dude. 100%. But, you know? got to work on yourself, bro. Yeah, dude. got to take it's care serious. of yourself. You got to be selfish to be selfless, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tate, this will be a part to cut out, right? Um, but what, what did you mean? 45. You, you guys are at 45. How much? How do you? How much so longer? You're cut it at, at an hour or however long. So 15, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's got like 15, 16. Sweet, that's perfect. Okay, it's cool, we're man. Just can cut it now, but no, 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 we're good. Yeah. We're gonna keep going. I love this. I was letting you know, like, that's like a sign. <laughs> okay, but for the future, like 45, like. Well, it's, that's 54. You gotta flip it around. Look, look. Okay, I got you. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you're you're at 40. Well, what were you we just talking about so I can keep it going? So, um, is it, yeah. all right, so I don't know if you're aware of this. This hit me a lot. I have this hanging on my, on my wall. It's uh, the armor of God. You mm-hmm. know that? Yeah. No. So, there's, I, I can't recite it, but there's like the helmet of something, like the breastplate of righteousness, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I know the one, like, the Bible, it's, it's all a spiritual battle. Like okay. you were saying, you're battling spiritually and you you're, didn't know that thinking, right? That whole thing, that's a spiritual battle. That's yeah. what you were going through. Yeah. The Bible is a sword. Yes. That's, the, and you want to clear all that? Like, and it, it's, it's amazing, dude. I'm sure he knows probably more about it than I do, but. I don't read the Bible like at all, dude. A lot of the yeah. things that I've realized is that like the, the things that I've came to and realized throughout my journey ended up just being divine downloads. Yeah. That then I read the Bible and it just confirms that what I was doing was right. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. It made me think of that when you said he was forging us as a sword, man. And it's, it's true, dude. Speaking of that, so the reason why this podcast is called Conquer Your Life. <laughs> I love that, dude. Okay, <laughs> it's because you have, to mo- you have to first conquer your life before you can even fathom teaching somebody else how to do it. Exactly. Dude, you got to, I realized I was kind of doing it wrong, man. I was, I was, I've always been on this journey of helping people and loving people for that softness I had of, of the darkness. But until I had that changing moment of loving myself, like, which was recent, like I'm talking within six months ago, 
everything that I do and the way I talk about changes. Like, I truly can say I love myself, man. It's nice. hard to get me irritated. It's hard to get me mad because I know that, like, I just... It doesn't fucking matter. It yeah. doesn't, dude. Like, I just know who I am. You I have know that inner who peace. the fuck I am, dude. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel that, like too? Gonna I know I'm right. on my yeah. mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it reminds me of this... Uh, it reminds me of this video that I watched of this guy. Like, let's just... I'll practice on you. Just watch this. It'll be cool. Fuck your blue hair. I don't like your blue hair. It's bullshit. <laughs> you want me to say something? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I like my blue hair. Okay. I'm going to try it again with you, see if you get it. <laughs> you failed. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. I'll try it with you. I'm a guy. I should have explained it. I'm a guy coming up to you random, mm -hmm. and I say, fuck your blue hair. Are you okay? Yeah, fuck your blue hair. I'll ask you if you're all right, man. <laughs> you see what I mean? Exactly, like, my point, matter. though. Exactly. Now, now do it to me. Just say it. All right, Tristan, fuck your hat. My, my hat? Oh, well, I, I really like my hat. Yeah, it's hard to... See, like, that even right there, just it's hard to respond back to that. Exactly. Yeah. So pretty much what I'm getting at, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter what anybody else fucking exactly. thinks, dude. As long as we yeah. love ourselves. I, I get told all the time, you guys haven't seen yeah. my content on fucking Instagram and shit yet, but I've had, like, in the last three months, I've had probably 15 million people see my, my shit. Really? Yeah, on yeah. my roofing videos. The reason why it goes so viral is because I have fucking thousands of comments of people hating on me. No way. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. That's... At first it bothered me, but then I realized, you know what? Yeah. I'm doing fucking great. Yeah. I'm 23 years old, <clears throat> and I'm posting these videos, yeah. and I'm getting grown-ass fucking men hating on me. And I look at their profile, and they're just, they're just sad. They're the miserable fucks, people. dude. Yeah. They're miserable because they see a young man out there killing it, and they wish they could have done it. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, you could have. You still can. I envy you for that, by the way. That's good. Is Envy's not good, though. I, I praise you. Yeah? I, I look up. Yeah, that's good. That's, I, okay. I, I don't want you. it to be envy. Yeah, yeah, Envious yeah. is... Envious no, means you're that right. you're kind of like... I know what like, you mean. Yeah. You're right. No, I yeah, what, yeah. I and I know what you mean. mean. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Um, because that's also, I would say, something that's holding me back. What? Truthfully. Like... Filming shit, talking about stuff, posting stuff on my Instagram. Because, but it's also me comparing to that Charleston narrative I was talking about. That negative that I'm like, I don't want. I'm scared of listening. I'm gonna get deep with you yeah. real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> of hearing comments and listening to yeah. what people have. Like I just don't feel like. I'm gonna get deep to with it. you real quick. Yeah. There's something inside of you. That is giving them power because yeah. you feel that you aren't actually being the example somewhere in your life that you're talking about being. So are you being the example that you preach? Truthfully. That's such a good fucking question. Um, yes and no. And there's two big differences. Mm -hmm. I am outside of, I am in my normal life. But what's the other half of my life is the port. Because that's all I've done for eight, nine years now. And mm -hmm. I've worked there. And I'm there all the time. And most of those people there, 
also know me outside of work and I've also grown up with them. Mm-hmm. But the stigma that they have is I don't, I'm not that person there to answer your question. I That's know what you're why. talking about. So pretty much they've known you for so long yeah. that no matter if you change, they see yeah. you as the old you. Exactly. They don't see you as exactly. the new you. nailed you. it, yeah. Yeah. And like they don't, they don't know any of it. They don't know I've had any kind of stress in my life. Yeah. They don't know. I don't share shit. I don't talk to them like I'm talking to so, you. So yeah. do you believe that you are chosen to help people through life coaching and just being the example for them? Without a shadow of a doubt. So then why are you letting that hold you yeah. back? It's a good question. It's a simple that's answer. That's why I'm here today. It's a simple answer, though. Yeah. You just have to make a decision to stop giving a fuck. Yeah. Amen to that, brother. You ready to make that decision? <laughs> I am. Okay. I love that. From today yeah. forward, today it doesn't fucking matter because you are chosen. You are chosen. Yeah. Tate is chosen. I am chosen. You we are, chosen. are the 1% for a mm. reason. Yeah. We are here for a reason. All brought to go- together. Every single person I've talked to in this house has some sort of correlation with God. Really? And it bringing them here. I love that. That's... Every single fucking person. Mm. A lot of people are going to hate me for this video because I cuss a lot, but I love God. I don't care. I'm working on it. Why? It's who I am. Yeah. It's who you are. I'm going to touch on a whole different part. What is cursing somebody? It's words. I mean... I, I, I like to get to the root problem of fucking yeah. everything. Is me saying I fucking love you a curse? Or is me saying you're a fucking dumbass idiot a curse? Which one is a curse? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. The second one. Yeah. yeah. Fuck shit, damn bitch, whatever. Didn't even yeah. come into language until like I don't fucking I'm not gonna try yeah. to say I know but yeah. it, it definitely wasn't Jesus times mm-hmm. when Jesus said don't curse people he's saying don't go out of your way to say something absolutely harsh and mean to somebody just because because that's a curse <laughs> I've never even if you tell somebody that. that you are like for instance I get called a fucking kid all the time I'm a 23 year old man you're 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 belittling me. That's just the reality. I'm not no. a kid. I don't take offense to it anymore. I know I look young, but I'm, I'm not a kid. That is a curse. A kid is a kid. It's a child. It's somebody that you look down on to help bring up. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking kid. Right? So, you know, another curse is like uh, the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's huge, dude. If even... <clears throat> that's true. I want to I teach you all something real quick. Your thoughts, what you were talking about earlier... Super fucking important. Yeah. If you're feeling some sort of kind of way, like, ah, oh, I feel like a piece of shit, this and that, this and that, whatever, and you think it, do not fucking say it. Yeah. What did God, well, say, what did God say when he uh, made everything? Let there be light. Yeah. Let there be this. Let there be that. He spoke it into existence. You know what I mean? He spoke it. So what you speak... You can think it all you want. Yeah. Like you said, like in AA, isn't it like think but don't drink? Like your second thought, is that what it is? How do they say that in AA? Like your first thought you're not uh, uh, responsible for, but you are for your second thought? 
Is that what they taught te teach in AA? I'm not. I'm. So like, not like your first thought when you wake up is, oh fuck, I need a drink. But you you can knock that one off. But if you end up think don't drink. So like, no, I don't, I, <clears throat> so let's say like you're. Let's say. I see what you're trying okay, to say. Let's say that you're you're an addict on something. It could be alcohol. It could be weed. It could be whatever. And you're getting over it. A lot of the time, your first thought you're not responsible for because it's your habit that you're trying to break. Your first thought is, I need a drink. You're like, oh, no, no, no. I get, I get grace on that one. But then the second thought comes through, you don't act on it, right? So what I'm tying that into is being so conscious of your thoughts that if they do come through and they are negative, you need to switch that shit. Yeah. It's catching yourself. Yeah. You have definitely. to catch it. Because everybody's got it, dude. I, got, I know people who, I'm not going to say her name, but she, she's like, she thinks... She went to a doctor and she has OCD because of these thoughts. And we talked about it. And I was like, everybody has them. Like, you're going to have that bad thought of, like, drinking or going in. You can name it, dude. Name anything. And But you, you ha if you can learn to catch it and master your mind, that's huge. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. And get back on the conquer your life thing. What are we? All three of us. What, what are we? I want to hear your answer. Men. Yeah. Warriors. Okay. So you, you figured that part out. That's, we are the body. <clears throat> we are the body. What else are we? we My are, first answer is be a children of God. There you go. What is that? We're spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Body. Mind. Wait, oh, I did the second one. Fuck, I was going to get y'all guessing. <laughs> Body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. That's all we are. Yeah. So to be able to conquer your life, you have to be able to master your mind, body, and have spirit. To, that's how you become the best version of yourself, mm -hmm. and that's how we become the men that will change the generations to come. Amen. It's by doing yeah, that. spot on, dude. Well, shoot. Before we end this, is there any words of wisdom you want to share to the listeners? I have a lot I, I could say and want to say and want to keep going with. But I feel like we, I mean, we could go on and on. I could go the rest of the night, dude. Yeah, I think we hit it on the head. Yeah, we definitely. I think we, we crushed we, it. We come yeah. back another time and, and keep going, dude. Cool. Yeah. For real. Cool. Then I'm going to wrap this up then. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, Thank you for everybody who's listened. I hope yeah. this has been super beneficial to you. Thank you to awesome men that just came into my life literally less than literally, two like, hours I don't, ago. I just met these people <laughs> today. Yes. <laughs> um, it's just what happens, man. I mean, God brought us all together to have this podcast to make extreme impact in whoever is going to listen to this. It's going yeah. to change their life. So thank you, guys. Thank you, God, for living through these guys to make this happen. And uh, I'm excited to where this friendship goes. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Love that. If this episode resonated with you or if you know somebody who needs to hear it, don't keep it to yourself. Share it far and wide to anyone who crosses your mind. Send them a text message, an email, a DM on social media. Take a screenshot if you have to and share it to your stories on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. I also want to express my gratitude for the incredible support and the five-star reviews on iTunes and Spotify. 
Your reviews help the show reach new audiences who might have never stumbled upon it before. By listening, they have the opportunity to open their minds and potentially change their lives. So please, keep those reviews coming in, and let's continue to make a huge impact together. Till next time, everybody, this is Tristan Mather signing off. And remember, if you want to make the world a better place, you must first look at yourself and make that change. Conquer your life.